Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you ready for the word? All right. We are on the series or emphasis on unstoppable faith. Unstoppable faith. I think that's a very, very powerful one. And uh, two weeks ago, you know, uh, a passage of scripture and, uh, uh, was dropped into my heart and said, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to preach it uh, this, this week. But lo and behold, last weekend or last Sunday, we have a speaker. Remember uh, Reverend Joshua Obing? All right? And when he announced the text, I said, oh, oh, it's the same text. You know, it's the same text, you know, on the, on the, in the book of Mark and say, hey, he's preaching my sermon. You know, uh, so I thought of changing the message and all that, but then I felt that, hey, there's so much in that passage, so you're going to hear the same uh, uh, passage of Scripture. But uh, it was uh, Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preacher, who said that a man cannot preach a good sermon unless he has preached it 50 times. I say 50 times. I seldom preach on the same sermon, you know, uh, uh, twice even. Even when I travel and all that. Usually it's a fresh sermon that the Lord put upon my heart and I seldom, all right? There may be a few occasions, but I seldom even preach from the messages that I preach here, you know? And uh, depending on the context there, and so it's a, a lot, a lot of work, but I just wanted a fresh word from the Lord for the congregation at that time. And uh, so here also, you, you, you hardly hear me uh, preach from any uh, 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 old messages. And so we are going to uh, talk about this text here, all right? And uh, that is taken from Mark chapter 5, verse 24 to 35. Unstoppable faith. Pressing. Everybody say pressing. Pressing from healing to wholeness. Pressing from healing to wholeness. I think it's good to stand up for the reading of God's Word, shall we? All right. Let's read the Word of the Lord together. And he went with him, and a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you. Everybody say, pressing around. You see the crowd pressing around you. And yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. 
God add blessings to His word. Thank you. Please be seated. Pressing from healing to wholeness. And it requires unstoppable faith. You, you have heard about the background of this story here. And many times when we refer to this passage, we talk about the woman with an issue of blood. Or the hemorrhaging woman. She was unnamed. I don't know why we refer to her as the woman with an issue of blood. In fact, she should be called the woman of great faith. But nobody called her the woman of great faith. But she was rather the woman with an issue of blood. No name at all, unnamed. And because she had an issue of blood, according to the Jewish ceremonial law, she was unclean. And she was unqualified. But one thing about her today in the text is she's also unstoppable. Nobody is going to stop her from getting what she wants from Jesus Christ. Today would be the day of miracle. Today would be a very significant day for her. Today would be the day that will change her entire life. She was unstoppable indeed. The word press actually means just to push in, to get as close as possible. And here, first of all, we see that the crowd was actually pressing around Jesus Christ. In the verse that we have read, this is the NIV version. Others say throng around him. Others say crowd around him. But there is this crowd that was just pressing around. And there are many people who are just pressing around Jesus on that day. And among those are those who were just gathered there. The crowd, it was a huge crowd. Maybe because the road was very narrow, but it was a huge crowd. And they were gathered there. Why do people gather together? Well, sometimes it's because of some specific purpose. And I, at other times, it is, it is just out of curiosity to see what's happening. And so, the majority of those people were just gathered around there. They were pressing around Jesus Christ, but not close enough as yet. Now you hear of some, maybe, you know, a politician holding a charama somewhere, you know, and there are thousands of people there. But when the news reporter asks, uh, why are you here? Some of them say, oh, you know, my... My, fa my, 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 fam my family, my friends, you know, uh, asked me to come. Do you know why you're here? They say, I don't know. I don't know why I'm here for. And that's very characteristic of a lot of people who gathered around Jesus Christ on that day. And there were those who followed Him. Follow means you are following somebody, means you are going in the same direction as that person. And Jesus was heading towards Jairus' house. So there were a lot of people going in that direction. 
They may or may not believe in the purpose of the person leading them, but they are just following anyway. And there are those who are pressing around trying to get as close as possible to Jesus Christ and yet not experiencing the full virtues of His power. And so there are those who press around. But for this woman, she was pressed down. She was pressed down. This story is recorded both in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But I like the Mark version because it's very descriptive. A lot of details are there. You go and read the uh, 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 Matthew and the, and, the, and the Luke version, it's shorter. Just a few verses and lack the detail. But, but Luke, you know, just describe the problem of this woman in one verse. That's all. But oh, how powerful it is. You know? Unlike some counsellors, you know, listening to the counsellor, tell, tell me your problem. Oh, they take one hour and after that, still haven't told them, told the counsellor the problem yet. But in this case, Luke just was direct and to the point. This is the problem. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years but no one could heal her. Liu was very kind. Liu just says, no one could heal her. You go to Mark's version and say, you know, she has seen all the physicians and instead of getting better, she got worse. That means it's a doctor's fault. You know? But Liu is, no one could heal her. So she was pressed down with all the problems, with all... Uh, 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 the, the garbage with all the uh, uh, uncleanness and uh, she was really, really down and out already. Mark says, a certain woman which had an issue of blood. Yes, we all have issues. That's why Reverend Joshua Obengev says, we all have issues. All of us do have some issues. Not necessarily the issue of blood, the woman's problem, but we do have a physical issue, just like the woman. She had a physical issue. She was incurable. Suffered for 12 years. Nobody could cure her. 12 years. That is 4,383 days. 624 weeks. 1,000, no, 109,000 plus something hours. That's a long time, isn't it? You could become a doctor already in 12 years. You don't need 12 years to study to be a doctor. And she had a physical problem. Nobody could help her. She had a physical issue. She had a financial issue. All the money is gone. And the creditors are after her. She has spent everything that she had on doctor's bill. She had a family issue. She's unclean. The husband cannot touch her. She cannot hold her kids if she is married. She's ostracized from society, isolated. And she had a faith issue. She had lost all faith in being healed. 
She had lost all hope of being healed. Until, until she heard that Jesus Christ was passing by. Perhaps all of us do have pressing matters in our life. A sickness that lingers on. A financial lack that drags on for years. Looking for a job and not being hired. Friends that have somehow gone away from us and we felt that loneliness. Oh, we are pressed down many times in so many different areas. The load is heavy. And we lose our faith. They say faith can move mountains, correct? Amen? Faith moves mountains. But let me ask you, is your faith moving mountains? Or has the mountain moved your faith? Is your faith moving mountains? Or has the mountain in your life moved your faith? F.B. Meyer says, it is unbelief that puts our circumstances between us and God. We are here, circumstances is here, and God is behind. And we see only the circumstances, only the problems. But faith puts God between us and our circumstances. We see the greatness of God rather than the bigness of the circumstances and the problems that we are facing. So that's why faith is the key. Faith is the important thing here. We have to even just press through. Do not allow the things to press down on us at all. And so that's why this morning I have to emphasize on the three presses of faith. The three pressings of faith. What is that? The first one is the woman pressed through. Everybody say, press through. Press through. All right? So faith is pressing through all the obstacles and all the barriers that hinders us from the blessings of God. Instead of allowing those circumstances and problems to press us down, faith must rise up. Faith will give us the strength, the perseverance to press through even all the problems that we face. So this woman, she was, she was in the crowd. She knows that Jesus is her last hope. But there were the problems. The crowd was there. And she was weak, anemic, lost a lot of blood. So what happens? She had to crawl, perhaps, inch her way through the crowd. And she was so weak. Many of us would have said, I better stay at home. Let me miss church today. I'm too weak. But she wouldn't allow her weakness, physical weakness, to keep her from the presence of God. So in spite of her weaknesses, in, in spite of her enemy condition, she pressed through. 
You know what? None of her physical condition could stop her. And the crowd, the crowd was there. Oh, the crowd wouldn't give way at all. The crowd pushed her away. But you know what? The crowd could not keep her away. The crowd could not stop her. And there were those in the crowd who would perhaps even stop her and say, no, go away. Some of them could have recognized her. She's unclean. Get away. But you know what? Nothing could stop her. She pressed through. Everybody say, press through. Press through. The only way to get around your circumstances, to get over your problems, is to press through. We must learn to press through whatever it is. That, 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 that perseverance, that determination, that unstoppable faith in her just to press through the crowd so that nothing can stop us from the blessings of God. And you can be sure that there will be a lot of things that will try to stop us. There will be a lot of obstacles to your healing, to the blessings of God that He wants to pour, uh, uh, pour into your life. And you have to learn to press through. Press through. A prayer. Lord, I pray we will press through. Every struggle, endure every trial, overcome every hurdle through the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. Whatever you are going through today, press through. There's a first pressing of faith. The second pressing of faith is to press in. Everybody say press in. Press in. Alright, pressing through is more of, the, more of the physical, the emotional. But pressing in is the spiritual part of faith. The spiritual part whereby with the strength and determination of God is pressing in with a determination to get us where God can bless us. Where we can be at a place where He can bless and use us. So pressing in is a, is a spiritual matter. She pressed in. She not just pressed through the crowd, but she pressed in until, until she's able to touch him. That is pressing in, brothers and sisters. So many times we get so close to a breakthrough. We manage to overcome the crowd already and all the obstacles. We are so close to the revival, so close. So close to the breakthrough. But if we do not press in, we will miss the miracle of God in our lives. So many people pray, pray, pray. And the reason why they are praying is because they want to press in to what God has for us. Oh, I continue to urge you, press in. Don't give up on that prayer. We are so close to what God has for us so many times and then we give up. But this woman just press in. Church, it's time to press in. How do you press in to the presence of God and to what God has for us? 
It is faith again. Unstoppable faith we are talking about. You see, for 12 years, this woman has been hearing negative things. That's all that she has been hearing. Oh, you cannot get healed. Oh, there's no hope for you. After each visit to the doctor, again, the same response from the doctor, the same diagnosis from the doctor. There's nothing we can do. Don't bother to come and see us anymore. To be honest, we are just making money out of you. Oh, negative things. Friends and others would have spoken all the negative things. And, and if we keep on hearing all the negative things and news in our life, it will affect our faith. What you hear determines the outcome. But on that day, she heard that Jesus is present. She knew that Jesus Christ can heal her. And faith comes by hearing. Hearing of the word of the Lord. She heard about Jesus. Her faith immediately rose up. It came, started with hearing. Even blind Bartimaeus could not see, but he heard Jesus is around. He heard, and he reached out. Bible says in Hebrews 4.2, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Listen, the word preached did not profit them. Why? Not been mixed with faith in them that heard it. Sunday after Sunday, you hear the messages of God being preached. If you do not receive it with faith, it profits you nothing. And all the words of the preacher will fall to the ground. But if you miss it with faith, something is going to happen in your life. Faith comes by hearing. And when you hear, it builds up that faith in you. You respond in faith. Otherwise, you will be just like the crowd who press around Jesus Christ but never receiving anything. But this woman, she pressed through. And she pressed in because she wants to touch Jesus Christ. Receive the word of the Lord by faith, and you'll be blessed. Second thing is faith, faith speaks. Everybody say faith speaks. Faith speaks. So she declared what she believed. Mark chapter 5, verse 28. For she said, now, in the J.B. Phillips version, he says, she kept on saying. She not just say one time, but she kept on saying. So hearing, faith comes by hearing, but after that, 
you must speak out in faith. She said, say to who? She did not say to the crowd. What she said was her faith, speaking out. If I could touch him, what will happen? If I could touch him, what will happen? What will happen? I will be healed. Her faith is speaking. She spoke out her faith. That's what is happening. She wasn't talking to others, but to herself. And if you say the wrong thing to yourself, you can literally talk yourself out of a miracle. She had that kind of a faith. Did she hope that she was going to get healed? No. Did she think that she was going to get healed? No. She actually knew that she is going to get healed. It wasn't hoping, it wasn't thinking. She knew that she's going to get healed. And she spoke it out. I am going to be healed. Faith speaking out. Sorry, all the order here is a little bit out. It is not just positive talk, but rather it is just trusting in the Lord. And thirdly, in pressing in, faith acts out. She acted out even her faith. Faith demands action. She had a pressing faith, a faith that presses in. A faith that made her elbow her, her way in. A faith that would not take no for an answer. And she acted on her faith. She stretched out her hand to touch the hem of the garment of Jesus Christ. And that is very important. We can say that we believe, we believe, but we do not put, take any action on our faith. It would profit us nothing. Faith must step out. Faith must stretch out. Faith must, re must reach out. Unless we make the move, God will not make His move. We must make our move. We must pursue Him first. Then only will He endure us. Then only will He touch us, heal us, deliver us. So let our faith reach out every time that you are expecting God for something, reach out. Reach out unto Him. Whether it is by faith, whether it is by speaking out the word, there is power in our words and there is power in our action as well. So faith presses in. But the kind of faith that she had actually is kind of imperfect. Somebody said she had an ignorant faith. You know why? Because she's expecting, she, 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 she's kind of superstitious. She thought, oh, if I could just touch the hem of the garment. Now, that's very strange. Now, Jesus has done many miracles in different ways. Usually, it's He who touches the people. But this one is not even the, 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 the woman touching Jesus Christ, but just touching the hem of his garment, the tassels 
according to the Jewish custom, all right? Their clothing, there are the four corners, you know, tied with a, uh, uh, made into a tassel. And, say, and she said, if I could just touch that tassel, I would be healed. Some say this is superstitious. There's no power in the garment. There's no power in the garment. And yet, you find that, well, when she did that, the Lord honors her faith and the Lord healed her. Some of us say, I don't have the perfect faith. None of us have the perfect faith. Some of us even say, oh, I don't have that faith to be healed. My faith is so, so feeble. And actually, that's all that this woman had. A very feeble faith, very imperfect, very weak. Her last ounce of strength, she just reached out to him. And guess what? You don't need perfect faith. The good news is you don't need perfect faith to receive from Jesus Christ. Jesus says, right? Faith as little as a mustard seed. And sometimes we have all kinds of superstitions. Of course, we have to correct them if they are not biblical. But God sees that tiny faith in you that's enough for Him to do that miracle. You don't need perfect faith to receive even from the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say, Amen. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's hope for you. Amen. There's hope for each and every one of us. You don't need perfect faith. All right? And uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes the person doesn't even have faith and yet God reaches out in mercy towards the person in, by His grace. Faith is a, uh, is, is a gift. So you don't need that, but uh, you know, God sees the heart and He will even touch each and every one of us. So the moment she touched the hem of the garment of Jesus, she was healed. With God, indeed, all things are possible. And then, this, here comes the, the strange part again, all right, in the story. And Jesus says, somebody has touched me. It wasn't just a touch. It was a touch of faith. It was a touch of faith. Somebody has touched me. Who touched me? He asked. Who touched me? The word touch there is not just a, you know, just, 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 a, uh, just a, a light touch, but it is kind of a, a touch and hold on, holding on. Who touched and held on to me? Who pressed on and who pressed in and touched me? Who is so desperate for God? Who wants that miracle from God? That person has got it already. But Jesus asked, who touched me? The third, the third pressing in is to press on. So we have press through, press in, and press on. The woman could have obtained her healing. Jesus continued on his walk to Jairus' house. And the story would have concluded there. But brothers and sisters, this is the important part. The pressing on. You press in, you got the miracle already. You have overcome all the obstacles. 
but you will miss out on the greatest thing that God wants to do in our life. And it's not just about healing. Healing is important, yes. But God wants to do something more for each one of us if we would just press on. And to release that pressing on faith in her life. Jesus asked, who touched me? Not because he didn't know, but he wanted the woman to come forward. To have a public confession of her faith and to hear what the master healer have to say concerning, concerning her healing and condition. Press on. It's not just healing, but moving on from healing to wholeness. Wholeness. Because healing alone isn't enough. And verse 34, And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has not only healed you of your disease, but has made you well. It wasn't the touch after all. It was her faith. The touch is just a, 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 what we Pentecostal charismatics would term as a point of contact only. The point of contact. But her faith was released and Jesus said, your faith has made you well. She came for healing. Jesus gave her more than that. Jesus gave her much, much more than that. Not only healing, but when Jesus said, your faith has made you well, the word well there, is from the Greek word sozo. Everybody says sozo. Sozo, which means to save, to deliver, to protect, to heal, to preserve, to save, you know, and, and everything, almost literally everything is covered. Sozo is one of the most powerful words in the Bible. Your fame has made you well. You have to move from this healing to wholeness. In the English language, we use the word save. But actually, in Hebrew, the word save comes from, come from the word yasha. And for example, in Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 20, verse 20, summer is past and we are not yet saved. Jeremiah lamented. The word save means yasha, liberated, delivered. Victorious. It's not just spiritual salvation, but liberated and victorious in every way. And so likewise, also sozo. Whenever you see the word sozo, what must I do to be saved? Sozo. All right? You know, so, so the word save uh, actually means to be saved from hell, to be saved from sin, to be saved from sicknesses, to rescue from penalty, destruction. Everything. Those of you who are in the healing room, you know this very well. We always emphasize on sozo. It is not just the physical healing that people need. 
Many times it's the emotional healing that they need. And that's what this woman needs more than anything else besides the physical. And so when Jesus pronounced, and, and uh, when Jesus called her out from the crowd, it is to complete her healing. She had a physical healing, but her healing is still not complete. She could have just quietly slipped away into the crowd and people would think, oh, she's still not healed. She is unclean. She is ostracized. But when Jesus says, your, your faith has made you whole, everybody knows she is now clean. They can touch her. They can hug her again. She's been liberated from sin, sinnesses, hell, and everything else. Brothers and sisters, this is the salvation package that God has for each and every one of us. Salvation is for the whole person. It is not just the physical alone. God wants to save us, not just our spirits, not just heal our bodies, but in every area. 19 times in the New Testament, the word sozo is used to describe the salvation of a person, the total salvation of a person, the whole man, the whole person. For example, in Mark chapter 10, verse 52, then Jesus said to him, Bartimaeus, go, your way, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. He is healed not just from his blindness, but he becomes safe. He becomes a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he says, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. He knew he is totally saved, spirit, soul, and body. Your faith has made you well. Luke chapter 10 verse, sorry, Luke chapter 17 verse 19. Your faith has made you well. And this is talking about the 10 lepers, remember? The 10 lepers where Jesus says, you know, uh, no, go and wash in the pool, uh, uh, pool of, uh, uh, go, go, go and show yourself to the priest and do what he's telling you. And, all that. and along the way, all of them were healed. All ten were healed. But only one came back to Jesus Christ. And Jesus, to this one person only, said, your faith has made you well. The other ten were cleansed. Yes, they were healed. But after that, what happened to them? We never know. We never know. But for this person, one out of ten, Jesus says, Sozo! Completely delivered, completely set free, completely forgiven, completely justified in the sight of God. Thank God healed. Only one was made whole. The one who came back to Jesus Christ and said, thank you. And there are many other scriptures in the Bible that tells us that. Matthew 14, 36, And as many as touched it or the hem, uh, his clothing and, and, and were made well. And the word there, made well. Made well. Wholeness again. Alright, the teaching in the Bible is more on wholeness. Alright, 
You know, although Jesus did a lot of miracles on physical healings, but they were made perfectly whole. They were saved through and through. And that is what divine healing is all about. We are spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. When we accept Christ, when God touches he touches us in all these three areas. But many people, like the lepers, ten lepers, and even this woman, they only wanted the physical part, the physical bodies. They are healed. But if in their emotion, if in their psychological life, if they are not delivered, there are still a lot of baggages. If their mind is not renewed, if unforgiveness is still there, if anger is still there, if it is still not, with, not dealt with and surrendered unto the Lord, you find that the healing is not complete. So yes, we may be saved spiritually, but we have not experienced that sozo that God wants for us. The wholeness that we are talking about, pressing from healing to wholeness, the complete works of God in our life. That's why the Bible says, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 And also, 3 John verse 2. We know this verse very well. Let's, let's read it together. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. In every area, you see, God is interested in every area of our life. Healing is no problem for Him. Healing is the will of God for each and every one of us. When the leper came to Jesus Christ, He said, Lord, if Thou will, Thou can make me clean. And Jesus, what did Jesus say? I will be Thou cleansed. I will. It is His will to touch and to heal us. But it goes beyond that. That's why he called the woman and he asked the question, who touched me? And when the woman came out, Jesus says, daughter. Oh, what a sweet word, daughter. Your faith has made you well. You are cleansed, you are clean, you are healed. Hallelujah. And that is God's will for each one of us. Some of us are still struggling with issues in our life. Only God knows the deep recesses of our heart and He can bring that complete healing. Complete healing so that we can experience that sozo. The full benefits, the salvation package that Jesus has for us. The meaning of sozo for us. Forgiven, called, justified, glorified, sanctified, redeemed, set free. Everybody point to the, to the screen and say, that's mine. Amen. That's mine. This is all yours. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. That's what Sozo is. It's yours. It's for each and every one of us. Your faith has made you well. Not only healed you, but made you well. Everybody say, I'm well, I'm whole, 
Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And if there is any lack in any of these areas, you need to press through, you need to press in, and you need to press on. Just that tiny faith in you, the spark of faith in you, can release the power of God in your life. Healing, wholeness, hope. God has all of these for each one of us. That's why the Bible says, let us press on to know the Lord and all the things that He has for us. Let us keep pressing on. Keep on pressing on. Even in our faith in the Lord. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to verse 10. We have come this far by faith. So what do we do? Keep pressing on. The Lord has so much for us. So much. And all He wants is that key word, press. Pressing. True pressing. In pressing on. Let's just press on even in our faith to experience all that God has for us to be a complete, to, 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 to experience that complete social experience for each one of our lives. I press on. And so, unstoppable faith is pressing through, pressing in, and pressing on. Today, will you press? Will you press? Let faith arise and say, yes, Lord. I will press. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's pray.